Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 1. These are the words which Moses spoke unto all Israel beyond the Jordan, in the wilderness, in the Arabah, over against Seph, between Paran and Tophel, and Laban and Hazaroth and Dizahab. The location that they're at right now is a valley called the Araba, and it's probably the southern part of the valley. If you walked from Mount Horeb, which is where the Ten Commandments were given, to this valley, it would take you 11 days to get there. They could have made that whole wilderness journey in a month or two. They've been in the Sinai Peninsula the whole time, and they could have crossed the peninsula a lot faster. But anyway, God kept them there for 40 years. They're in the southern part of the Araba Valley. It's south of the Dead Sea, which is also south of the Jordan. On the right is Edom, where the Edomites live, and on the left is where the Amalekites lived. And then north is Canaan. 2. It is 11 days' journey from Horeb unto Kadesh Barnea by the way of Mount Seir. 3. And it came to pass in the fortieth year, in the eleventh month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spoke unto the children of Israel according unto all that the Lord had given him in commandment unto them. The book of Deuteronomy is pretty much the last speech of Moses' life, and after he's done giving the speech, he'll die. And it's 36 chapters long, but most of Deuteronomy is one long speech. Moses is going to give his last advice to the people before he passes away. He's going to remind them of all of the things that God has done for them, remind them how God took them out of Egypt and saved them from slavery, and then he's going to go over the law, and then he's going to remind them of the promises of God that are toward them, but then he'll end it with a warning, saying, if you go back to sin, then God will punish you severely. And he'll also tell them, I know that you are going to go back into sin, because he is a prophet, and the Lord is going to show them that they are going to go back into sin. But they'll get a good warning first. This speech applies to every Christian. God has done great things for us. He brought us out of slavery to sin. He has great promises for our future. But if we go back to sin, we'll be cursed. We'll bring a curse into our lives. So we don't want to do that. 4. And after he had smitten Sihon, the king of the Amorites, who dwelt in Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan, who dwelt in Ashtaroth at Adri, 5. Beyond the Jordan, in the land of Moab, took Moses upon him to expound this law, saying, And so now Moses begins his speech. This is after the battle that we already read about against the king of Bashan, and that's why the three tribes took the land of Bashan, was because they conquered that king. 6. The Lord our God spoke unto us in Horeb, saying, Ye have dwelt long enough in this mountain. 7. Turn you and take your journey, and go to the hill country of the Amorites, and unto all the places nigh thereunto, in the Araba, in the hill country, and in the lowland, and in the south, and by the seashore, the land of the Canaanites, and Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. The seashore and the Canaanites and Araba is all kind of on the south side of Israel. When he says all the way to the great river Euphrates, he means all the way to the north side of Israel. So he's saying take the entire land. God brought us here to take the land.
8. Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give unto them and to their seed after them. We've already read that God promised this land to Abraham and his son and his grandson about four or five times. God repeatedly kept promising this land to them. 9. And I spoke unto you at that time, saying, I am not able to bear you myself alone. 10. The Lord your God hath multiplied you, and behold, ye are this day as the stars of heaven for multitude. And that was another promise that the Lord made Abraham, was that his seed would be like the stars of the heavens. And now Moses is proclaiming that that has come true. And he's also reminding the people that he didn't feel strong enough to lead them as one person. 11. The Lord, the God of your fathers, make you a thousand times so many more as ye are, and bless you as he hath promised you. Moses is actually proclaiming a blessing over them. Let you be even a thousand times greater than you already are. 12. How can I myself alone bear your cumbrance and your burden and your strife? 13. Get you from each one of your tribes wise men and understanding and full of knowledge, and I will make them heads over you. Moses is talking about how he alone couldn't be the only leader, so they had to have tribal leaders. And 14. And ye answered me and said, The thing which thou hast spoken is good for us to do. 15. So I took the heads of your tribes, wise men, and full of knowledge, and made them heads over you, captains of thousands, and captains of hundreds, and captains of fifties, and captains of tens, and officers, tribe by tribe. And this happened when Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, advised him to do this. Jethro said, you can't lead all these people by yourself. You can't judge all of their problems. You need captains of thousands and hundreds and tens so that they can judge the people under you and then they can just bring you the hard cases. Moses would be like the Supreme Court of Israel. All the judges under him would be the lesser, the lower courts. So it doesn't take 12 people to decide a matter like we think in America. It only takes one righteous man to decide a matter, according to scripture. Because God always appointed one righteous man to judge Israel at a time. And when Solomon was king, he acted as judge, and so did his father David. 16. And I charged your judges at that time, saying, Hear the causes between your brethren, and judge righteously between a man and his brother and the stranger that is with him. That means decide difficult matters. 17. Ye shall not respect persons in judgment, and that means no favoritism. Ye shall hear the small and the great alike. Ye shall not be afraid of the face of any man, and that means you won't be intimidated by anybody. For the judgment is God's, and the cause that is too hard for you, ye shall bring unto me, and I will hear it. That's what Moses told all of these lesser leaders. He said, you guys, don't take bribes, don't play favorites, don't be afraid of anybody, and whatever you can't figure out on your own, you bring to me. 18. And I commanded you at that time all the things which ye should do. 19. And we journeyed from Horeb, and went through all that great and dreadful wilderness which ye saw, by the way to the hill country of the Amorites, as the Lord our God commanded us, and we came to Kadesh Barnea. Now that's just west of them at this point, where they're standing in the valley, it's just west. 20. And I said unto you, Ye are come unto the hill country of the Amorites, which the Lord our God giveth unto us. 21. Behold, the Lord thy God hath set the land before thee. Go up, take possession as the Lord, the God of thy fathers, hath spoken unto thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. 
22, And ye came near unto me, every one of you, and said, Let us send men before us, that they may search the land for us, and bring us back word of the way by which we must go up, and the cities unto which we shall come. Now I think he's talking about when the twelve spies were sent out. 23. And the thing pleased me well, and I took twelve men of you, one man for every tribe. 24. And they turned and went up into the mountains, and came unto the valley of Eshcol, and spied it out. 25. And they took of the fruit of the land in their hands, and brought it down unto us, and brought us back word, and said, Good is the land which the Lord our God giveth unto us. And that was what Joshua and Caleb told everybody, because they told the truth. A cluster of grapes was the same size as a human man, which means one grape would fill your whole hand, like holding a little ball in your hand. 26. Yet ye would not go up, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God. Now that was 40 years ago, when they spied the land. 27. And ye murmured in your tents, and said, Because the Lord hated us, he hath brought us forth out of the land of Egypt, to deliver us into the land of the Amorites, to destroy us. The Amorites are giants, but King David fought a giant, and he wasn't afraid at all when he was a boy. And we're not allowed to be afraid. Fear is a sin. We're not supposed to fear giants, because God is in control of everything. 28. Whither are we going up? Our brethren have made our heart to melt, saying, The people is greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to heaven. Now that's quite an exaggeration. And moreover, we have seen the sons of the Anakim there, and that's more giants. Those were all their arguments for not going into Canaan. 29. Then I said unto you, Dread not, neither be afraid of them. 30. The Lord your God, who goeth before you, he shall fight for you, according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. Moses reminded them, saying, God took us out of Egypt with a mighty hand, he'll definitely take us into Canaan with a mighty hand too. 31. And in the wilderness, where thou hast seen how that the Lord thy God bore thee, as a man doth bear his son, in all the way that ye went, until ye came unto this place. Moses told the people, God has taken care of us like a father takes care of a son in the wilderness, so we should keep trusting him. 32. Yet in this thing ye did not believe the Lord your God. 33. Who went before you in the way to seek you out a place to pitch your tents in, in fire by night, to show you by what way we should go, and in the cloud by day. He's reminding them that they had the pillar in the cloud that whole time to show them where to go. 34. And the Lord heard the voice of your words, and was wroth, and swore, saying, So the Lord made an oath in his anger. 35. Surely there shall not one of these men, even this evil generation, see the good land which I swore to give unto your fathers. 36. Save Caleb the son of Jephunneh, he shall see it, and to him will I give the land that he hath trodden upon, and to his children, because he hath wholly followed the Lord. God is actually going to give Caleb even the land that he walked on when he was spying out Canaan because of his faithfulness to the Lord and trusting the Lord. And of course that applies to Joshua too. 37. Also the Lord was angry with me for your sakes, and that means Moses. Thou also shalt not go in thither. 38. Joshua the son of Nun, who standeth before thee, he shall go in thither. Encourage thou him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. God told Moses, you're not going to go into Canaan because you disobeyed me at the rock when you smote the rock. But Joshua is going in, so you need to train him up. 
39. Moreover, your little ones that ye said should be prey, and your children that this day have no knowledge of good or evil, they shall go in thither, and unto them will I give it, and they shall possess it. The generation that's alive now was just babies 40 years ago when God cursed the Israelites who grumbled because the Israelites said, if we go into Canaan, our kids will be killed. So God turned the tables on them and said, nope, now you've made your own curse because you refuse to go in in Canaan and you don't have the faith to go in then I'm going to make your children inherit Canaan instead of you, and you guys are going to die, not your kids. So they died in the wilderness, and now those babies are 40 years old and older and ready to go take the land. 40. But as for you, turn you and take your journey unto the wilderness by the way to the Red Sea. That was when God told them to stay by the Red Sea because they weren't going to be allowed into Canaan for 40 years. So that's why they had to journey along that V of the Sinai Peninsula. 41. Then ye answered and said unto me, We have sinned against the Lord. We will go up and fight according to all that the Lord our God commanded us. And ye girded on every man his weapons of war, and deemed it a light thing to go up into the hill country. The people were so arrogant that after God told them that they weren't allowed to enter Canaan, then they decided to defy his word and say, Oh, yes, we're going. We're going to be brave now. But God had already told them no. And so then they went up to fight and they lost the battle, of course, because they were trying to fight in their own flesh, in their own will. They weren't trying to fight in the faith of the Lord, expecting the Lord to win the battle. They wanted to win the battle on their own, which was terrible pride and arrogance. 42. And the Lord said unto me, Say unto them, Go not up, neither fight, for I am not among you lest ye be smitten before your enemies. They were warned. I remember reading that Moses warned them that they would lose the battle if they fought because God wouldn't fight with them. And that was when Moses refused to take the ark with them. 43. So I spoke unto you, and ye hearkened not, but ye rebelled against the commandment of the Lord, and were presumptuous, and went up into the hill country. 44. And the Amorites that dwell in that hill country came out against you and chased you as bees do and beat you down in Seir, even unto Hormah, which is true. They came out like a swarm of bees. 45. And ye returned and wept before the Lord, but the Lord hearkened not to your voice, nor gave ear unto you, because they were crying for themselves. They weren't repentant. They weren't sorry for what they had done. They were just sorry that they lost the battle. 46. So ye abode in Kadesh many days, according unto the days that ye abode there. When God cursed them, he said, you were sent out to spy for 40 days, and you came back with a false word and made the people afraid. So now I'm going to keep you in the desert for 40 years. For every day that they were spying, they had to stay in the desert for a year. And that concludes Deuteronomy chapter 1. And in the next chapters, we'll hear the rest of what Moses says.